three, two, one. Oh my God, that's cold. Ooh, wow. Welcome back to You Bet Your Radio podcast, the coldest podcast in all the Midwest. I am Miles, the You Bet You guy, here with Ryan, the t shirt guy. Quarantine is in full swing. We are on week two, week two of the quarantine podcast. And so let's just get into the show. I would venture to say it's almost the nectar of the gods. Back, baby, back. I want my push. Oh my god, that's cold. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hello. And welcome back to episode 60 of the You Betcha Radio podcast. Miles, we talked about it in the supporter story. It's another. It was another milesless supporter story, and we're getting a little bit sick of it. But we got you here on uh, on the Zoom, the Zoom meeting call. We're gonna hit episode sixty. But before we get to that, guys, we just launched a collaboration shirt with Bush Beer that you do not want to miss. We'll touch on that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, on top of that, guys, all of the merchandise is now open. Um, so go check it out. Oh, you and don't forget about the Facebook supporter feature. We just hit the pre-show on the podcast. Tyler, uh, Tyler opened up a little bit. He told us a little juicy story uh, from his past that I think a lot of you would be interested in. So you can hit our main Facebook page, check out the supporter feature, and become a supporter today. Uh, Miles, before we get deep into the show, I want to thank Gina's Designs of the Heartland. Gina's Designs of the Heartland handcrafts, hand makes, hand paints the beautiful nectar of the God signs that we have on our website at OUBetcha.com. Uh, these signs go great in any man cave, any kitchen, basically anywhere where you're going to be enjoying a nice bush latte. And I feel like for a lot of us, it's, it's going to be within our homes. So you can find Gina's designs of the heartland, uh, at etsy.com slash shop slash G D O T heartland, or on our website, OUBetcha.com. Thank you, Gina's, for your support in the You Bet Your Radio podcast, and uh, go swipe yourself up a sign. Miles, how? So before, yeah, go ahead. How how are you doing? <laughs> I I'm doing all right. Uh, weather's getting a little warmer, so it's easier to like go for a walk or go for a drive and put the windows down a little bit. I have uh, today is day thirteen of my fourteen day quarantine. Uh, from being back from California. So I got one day left of strict quarantine. Then obviously I'm going to keep doing my social distance things. Um, but at least I think I can come, come to the bunker. Um, Tyler can uh, help us shoot some skit videos again and, and do that whole shebang. Um, and so uh, I'm feeling good. We're almost to the end. And uh, yeah. And one one thing that I think before we keep going too far here, Ryan, is you mentioned our new collaboration tee with Bush Beer. Um, well, one, uh, not to brag, the T-shirt looks great. It's done. Um, when we got it done, we're like, holy crap, we have to put this one out. Um, but also, kudos to Bush Beer for reaching out to us and saying, hey, we want to do a T-shirt with you. We want to help out the bartenders that are currently out of work which I personally know bartenders that are out of work. I know bar owners that are currently suffering from this whole pandemic. And so 
it's just something that we wanted to do to do our part, um, something that directly uh, affects our lives. Yep. We go to the bar every single week. We, you know, know certain bartenders. I, on the video, I said that they're friends. They're friends of ours. And so um, doing our best to help the people that can't collect a paycheck right now, um, who cannot provide for their family just because they have no control over it. And so um, I thought it was cool. Um, and, and for those of you who haven't seen it, we did a collaboration tea with Bush Beer and the United States Bartenders Guild. Every shirt that we sell, $5 from Ubetia and $5 from Bush Beer will be donated to the United States Bartenders Guild. So every time that you buy a shirt, $10 will go towards um, the United States Bartenders Guild to uh, help those that are in extreme need of funding in these times. And so um, it's as simple as that. You get a cool looking shirt, we donate $10. And uh, obviously we have a cap on it. I think it's if we sell 5,000 shirts, we'll, don we'll each donate up to $25,000. So yep. that's $50,000. And everyone gets a good-looking shirt. And so I think it's a, a cool thing to kind of give back to all the bartenders that have put up with our drunk asses over the years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also uh, a good way to make a positive out of all this negative stuff that's going on and uh, just trying to do our part. And, um, yeah, I, th I think it's been going really well. I think... Um, we're on our way to, to donate a big chunk of money, and and so I'm excited. You guys are all going to be putting Ryan, the t-shirt guy, to work, I think. <laughs> yes. I think we're closing in on, on a, a thousand shirts already in the first couple days, so that's got to really make you feel good, Ryan. First couple days? It hasn't even been 24 hours yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been close to 24 hours. Yeah, we're, we're an hour and a half off of uh, the 24-hour mark, but no, Miles, I think... Uh, I think it was just fitting that like our first Bush beer collaboration, kind of the first Bush themed shirt that we put out, one of the best designs we've put together so far, um, has been paired up with uh, the donation that we're doing to the Bartenders Guild. So um, I think it just, it was meant to work out that way. Uh, the shirt looks sweet. Um, we're gonna get to printing them later this week and uh, we're looking forward to um, to spending some late hours here and, and getting you guys your getting you guys your uh, bush beer shirts so yeah when you when you need some help uh i think i'm gonna have to quarantine again i won't be able to leave my house so i i just left you off the list all right i'll take that ryan um but yeah uh what's awesome is when this be re this gets released we just did a video about <laughs> Um, missing our bar that we all go to with Charlie Barron's. It's always fun to do a video with Charlie. Yep. This one was a little less fun because it was a complete shit show because <laughs> we were obviously in two different locations. And so trying to like coordinate and you just don't have that like face-to-face -face interaction and know what each other's are saying. So it's like I start saying a line and he's like, no, I told you to do this other line. I'm like, well, I thought you said to do this line and it's just like a complete mumbo jumbo of uh, a video shoot but we got it done we got it together and and i think it turned out pretty good 
think if you would have had me as part of this video, um, how many lines you would have had to feed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thanks for leaving me out of that one. That's probably the best move yeah. for the business. <laughs> if the, for those of you who don't know, go look at Ryan, the t-shirt guy's Instagram page and see how many times we had to feed him a line for one of the print shop episodes. Yep. Um, he'd get two words out and be like, oh, I can't remember the rest of the line. So yep. we're going to work hey, on uh, that. Um, Rome wasn't built I think it's day, a day, baby. <laughs> I think that it's a great opportunity for Tyler to step up if he has any lines he has to do, if he nails them all. There we Ryan, go. Ryan, you, uh, you might have to watch out. but Yeah, or I might have to get behind the camera because someone's got to film. Well, I can't do it all. You're right. <laughs> I nail my lines almost every time. Oh, but it, I do go. run out of footage when you're oh. talking because you don't. So I don't know. I mean, do the math. We're gonna put Tyler to the test here. We're gonna shoot a we're gonna shoot a print shop video with Tyler in there, and uh, we'll, we'll see, see how many lines he mess up. Yep, yep. I think my career so far, I've said three lines in you betcha videos. Chris Harrison, two, one print shop line, and I think I've only had one single blooper. He he did crush those two lines, but uh, yeah, ladies. Um, so, Miles, this is the final bush light tonight. <laughs> that was pretty good, Ryan. It wasn't bad. You don't, yeah. you, you just don't have that rich timber voice like Tyler has. No. He's got that radio experience, you know? Yep. Local radio guy. But, I've also hit puberty. So, <laughs> oh, my God. That is such like a, like a I'm 17 years old, come back by Tyler. There. Yeah, and we on the supporter store, we talked about a story when Tyler was 18, so I get it. He's still, the yearbook is still open. Now yep. we're officially going to close it. It's closed. Re- the yearbook's closed. I remember, I remember that puberty joke when I was like 12, Tyler. <laughs> but, uh, you hit puberty when you were 12? I mean, that's is that early uh, Younger guys? than that, I, I think. I hit it yeah. until I was like 19, so I know, hit me hard. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay, before we, we, we got a good segment coming up about the stuff that we miss, um, about going to our bars, you know, being quarantined, kind of like what our video was about with Charlie. But before we dive into that, Ryan had a bananas take about how he couldn't get into the Tiger King last podcast. Yep. I spoke to you. He has, he has since, and we all have finished the Tiger King series. So if you have not... If you've not seen it and you don't want us to spoil anything, this would be a great time to fast forward to the other segment. I'll give you about 10 seconds of me rambling to fast forward to the next segment because we're going to dive into this Tiger King thing. We're going to figure out who is each character and dissect it here and now. Okay, all those people should be gone. (laughs) Ryan, can you please apologize to me for saying you couldn't get into it? Yep, absolutely, Miles. I would like to uh, I would like to apologize for not giving the Tiger King. I didn't even give it forty five minutes. I didn't even give it one episode. Um, looking back on it, you really put your phone down, eliminate the distractions, dive deep into episode one because that kind of sets everything up going forward. <laughs> now, I also thought that it took it definitely took like two to three episodes to get in like the nitty gritty uh, type of shit that was going on. Um, 
But once you hit that, well, you could tell. Well, so what I had to say was, you could tell right away that it was like, okay, this is still like ramping up. But you're like, this has the potential to be like, this is just weird enough at the beginning to where you're like, this could get real weird. And so that's what kept me going. Yes. Uh, and every part- single episode, just when you thought you're like, okay, they checked all of the boxes of stuff, right? Uh, polygamous uh, gay relationship, um, a, uh, who loves guns, yep. a guy, another guy who runs the, the cat, what do they call them, cat uh, zoos or yeah, what, they, big we'll cat zoos? Can, yeah, yeah. He runs the big cat zoo, is also basically running a sex cult. Um, yep. And then you find out that Carol Baskins is also a murderer. Yep. And oh, and then they're all on meth. Oh, <laughs> and then those guys actually aren't gay. So it's just like as soon as you think that, all right, we've now reached the peak and we're going to start coming down of new information that will shock you. It just was like, oh, false peak. We're going to keep going up here. <laughs> and it was like that all the way up until I would say middle of the second to last episode or so or the last second to last episode then it really dove into like how the downfall but basically for like four straight episodes it was just like this the entire time on the up and up of just stuff you're like okay i I could try and write a really weird story and i wouldn't come up with that right so after after seeing all that miles does it make you think back to like if you ever went to like a zoo when you were a kid or anything like that? I hated the zoo. But you went to a zoo, correct? Yep, yep. Okay. So the people working at these zoos and I'm not I'm not, I'm <laughs> not whatsoever yeah. like saying all zoo owners are are like this, but I know you where you're kinda, going with this. You got to kind of wonder what's going on behind the scenes yep. after watching Tiger King. If if I'm in the police department in my city, I'm definitely maybe diving into a little uh, special investigation at my local zoo <laughs> to see if there's any sex cults, um, to see if there's any uh, abuse to animals, if they're if they're running animals around the country and selling them. I'm if I'm a local law enforcement, I maybe got to check into that. Is kind of what I'm saying here. So let me I, put I'm you with in a, you. I'm with you, yeah. Ryan. Let me put you in a situation. Um, if you're driving down the highway and you see one of those big trucks with like the, the little uh, like spherical windows in them, sometimes you'll see turkeys, sometimes you'll see like pigs. Oh, yeah. What would you do if you saw tigers in one of those trucks? I don't know because it's like <laughs> they're not going to get out of there. Right. But now I'd be like, oh, well, the person driving this is part of a sex cult. This is where <laughs> my brain would go. And yeah. what I would do is I would drive up next to him and I'd put a little, like, write on a piece of paper, put it up on the window, and it would just say, congrats on the sex cult. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I would do if I saw one of those. Because apparently everyone is involved in some weird cult thing. I mean, even Carol Baskins with her social media, hey, hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I got to get a line like that, I think. I think hey every time I start a, I, hey, all you Bush drinkers and Midwesterners, like <laughs> I got, I got to get something like that, that, that flows off the tongue like Carol, because I think Carol's got more followers than us on, on Facebook. YouTube so, too. She got a million plus on YouTube. Yeah. So she's killing us. So maybe I got to take a, a card out of the old, uh, a page out of the old Carol Baskin's playbook here. <laughs> 
also, to Miles, try and, uh, I think you're putting way too much effort into your videos. I think you could just be like Carol, hop on freaking webcam or like put the phone to your face. Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. Hey, easy, <laughs> easy with this suggestion here because that eliminates yeah, the use right. for me. Hey, uh, lean. Yeah, Ryan, I should. Yeah, I, I I like that idea. We could really trim the fat around here. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You're not going to have a podcast producer then. You need yeah, someone for that. I can train that. Ryan. Uh, could you, though? We'll just I take the cell phone actually. audio. We'll just take the audio from the phone. It, Carol, Carol proved to us that it, you don't need high production uh, content in order to make it big. Just you murder, conspiracies, just have to have, and intense rivalries. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you just need to literally have uh, big game cats is what you need, actually. So, honestly, that's my synopsis of the story is it was like, this is so weird. This is just crazy weird, crazy weird. And then at the end, you're like, yeah, he probably should go to jail. He's not a great dude. Um, I think that everyone that loves Joe Exotic loves the Joe Exotic as the TV personality, not right. as the person who hires people to kill people and all that stuff. So when people are like, why are you promoting this guy? He whatever. They're like, they're promoting the character of Joe Exotic. They're not promoting <laughs> Joe Exotic as a human being, you know? You know, what's, so, you know what's wild to me? The one like turning point in the whole show was when uh, I believe Joe Exotic was doing a video for his 2020 presidential campaign. And he claims that uh, one of, um, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Lowe. Jeff One Lowe. of Jeff Lowe's yep. guys had put cologne on his boots. And when yeah. they started, oh, yeah. that Sardine was, oil. <laughs> that was wild. Freaking Tiger just latches onto his foot. The- the best part about that is Carol's like, yeah, if you wanted someone to get attacked by a tiger, you wouldn't put cologne. You'd put sardine oil. Like, she's been there, <laughs> yeah, done that. She just, knew. Oh, weird. Matt, did you have experience fact, with sardine oil? Basically did what O.J. Simpson did when he wrote a book called um, if, I, if I Did It, This Is How I Would Do It or whatever it yep. was. It's basically what Carol did was if I was going to kill my husband, I'd pour sardine oil all over him. Oh, wait, I actually did that. <laughs> Um, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit on the train of that. Carol killed her husband. I'm with I, you. I, I think I'm not? on board with that. Yeah, I. I don't know, but also at the same time, it sounds like her husband was kind of uh, shady and didn't necessarily seem like he might actually disappear to Costa Rica. Is what I'm at. But that being Great said. Spot. <laughs> Get out of here, Ryan. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna end this segment here with who I think all your guys' characters would be. So Ryan we, We've <laughs> talked about this, so this is gonna be interesting. Ryan, you your character is that guy with no legs. <laughs> the guy that's like Yeah, you mean the park manager. Yeah, so basically he's just like, I'm just here doing my job, and Joe Exotic is up there just making my job way harder. And, God, yeah, I got no legs. It's not because a tiger bit him off. I got in a car accident. That's Ryan. Tyler, Tyler is 100% Jeff Lowe. You sneaky son of a bitch. The the absolute con artist trying to – 
trying to get everyone to follow him on Instagram by following back, what, spam wait. botting it, getting I'm not getting the documentary guy that films everything. That is literally my job here. Yeah, but, yeah, but in terms of personality, <laughs> you're Jeff Lowe, man. I get it hot. You're trying wide, to con all cool your cats. Instagram followers into following you. I am also trying to steal you betcha from you. That is I thank you. Slowly but surely. Yep. Um this would be a great test to see if Lakin listens to the podcast. Lakin is Carol Baskins. We 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 mm-hmm. agreed with that one hundred percent. Okay. Okay, we're on the same page there then. Who yeah, do you guys think, think you I am? I had you pegged as either Doc Antle or Jeff Lowe, because you're running a, a Midwestern cult. Not a sex cult, oh. but a cult. And Jeff Lowe was running everything, even when people didn't know he was running things. All right, all right. I understand that. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I thought you were Joe Exotic from the beginning. Miles Exotic. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Miles Exotic. I need to grow out a mullet. This, this wacky guy just walking around thinking thinking he knows how things should be ran. But in reality, um, he just needs someone to step up to the plate and tell him differently. <laughs> I would say that I'm a mixture between Joe Exotic and Doc Antle. I think that yeah. both of those assessments are a valid assessment. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. I like that. Um, so we got Ryan is guy with no legs. Tyler is Jeff Wall. Lakin is Carol Baskin. Uh, uh, Carol Baskins, and I am Joe Exotic. So there you have it. We're gonna take our first break, and then we are gonna discuss the things that we just miss about our bar. All right, guys, it has been quite a long time since we've all been to the bar. It's a sad moment. Um, it's luckily they haven't. They've deemed beer as a and essential for the United States. So we've been still able to drink beer, but there's just, you cannot replace a bar atmosphere with anything else. I don't care if you had a bunch of friends over, all that stuff. It's just not the same as going to the bar. And that's one of the things that I love uh, about the Midwest. What I love about drinking beer is that bar culture is just one of the best things ever. And so we're going to do our t- our top three things that we miss about going to the bar. Um, I, I actually like this concept. I think this is going to be good. I got three of them lined up that I'm excited about. It's uh, Not every time do I get excited about all three things on this <laughs> list, but I'm excited. And so, Ryan, you should kick us off. All right, Miles. Uh, my the the third thing that I miss the most about going to the bar is towards the end of the night you're having such a good time. You know, you're occasionally checking your phone, uh, making sure like, okay, sweet, we got two more hours left. Um, and then when you get up to the point of checking your phone, seeing it's about one thirty, you're like, all right, sweet, we got a half hour left. And then you realize that it's not on your time; it's on bar time. And you get so disappointed that bar time closes however long before 2 a.m. because you had such a good night out with your friends. So you miss so you being miss disappointed the by bartender? <laughs> yes, because that just shows me that 
<laughs> I've had such a good night out at the bar with the buddies, drinking some beers. Um, and I kind of like, I kind of like crave that feeling. I thought you were going to go the route of that when you look at your phone and you think it's almost time for bar close and you have like two or three hours left to still drink and you're like, this is the best. I get to keep drinking. I do like so that. I thought you were I, going I took with kind of that. the opposite approach of it. Um, and, I, I know what you're saying though, Ryan. I'm yeah. with you. It's one of those things where like, I think what you're going for is when it comes to bar close and you can sit there and be like, we fought the good fight. Yep. We ran the good race. We had a great time. We drank a bunch of beer. Yep. This night was well accomplished. Good job, yes. guys. Let's well head home. Else. Is I think what you were meaning to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> threw this down on a piece of paper real quick. Yes, I took a little bit different approach. Um, and at that point, it's time to go find some food. Yeah. Oh, my God. I am Excursion number two. Of, I am the king of leaving the bar and looking for food. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've ordered pizza in the Uber home and gotten there, passed out before the pizza <laughs> even gets to my house. So I just get yep. charged for a pizza and it never even enters my house. So yeah. I'm with you so there. that's sweet. Yeah. Tyler, what's your number three? So beer tastes good everywhere, right? But the beer just no, tastes oh yeah. different at the bar, especially at your favorite bar. There's nothing better than getting like an ice cold bottle. It's just dripping on the outside. It just tastes yep. different there, and I miss that. I would agree with that. I almost put that on my list. That was probably on my honorable mention. So, again, Tyler and I on the same wavelength here. So, what is your favorite form of beer at the bar? Bottles, without is a doubt. Is it that bottle? Yep. I would bottle. So, for me, I'm a draft guy. Same. But because the sole reason is I cannot get that outside of the bar. I don't I have a keg that. yet, I guess. Hopefully someday. But I can drink bottles and, and cans any day of the week. But I can only get an ice-cold, frosted mug straight out of the draft um, beer from the, from the bar. And so that's where I'm at on that one. Yeah, Tyler, it's, it's like I, I think... I don't know, a couple nights ago, I tried to make myself uh, a beer and a spear, Mm -hmm. uh, throw out my own frosty mug, you know, store bought and spear pickles. It's just not the same. Yeah. Not not even remotely close. But I will have to say that bottles are nice at the bar, and I and I almost would prefer the bottles over a can any day at the bar. So Yep. It's not, but, you can't Miles, find those everywhere, though. you got to be at the right sp- place for that. Yes. You know you're at a small-town bar when they only serve cans. That is true. That's a really small-town bar. I, yeah, I've been to a couple of those. That's yep. That's really small-town bar. <laughs> yep. I like that. All right, so my number three. This, okay. This, so I, I actually just wrote down, it's called The Moment. Okay. <laughs> there is a moment every time that you go out with friends when it's a basically there's a fulcrum right and you're balanced like this and at some point the night gets to the to the middle and it's either going to go this way or it's going to go this way (laughs) and when you get to that moment and everyone is in consensus and you can feel the vibes and the place is popping and the beers are going down easy that moment when you know that you're going all the way you are getting absolutely plastered tonight. <laughs> Everyone's having a good time. When you get to that moment 
and you decide to tip it over to the edge of you're going the whole night, that is the best feeling in the world. Whether it's you buy another round and you know this is the, the beginning of the end, or like let's say you get up out of your chair to go to the bathroom and you walk around the bar and you're just like, you're feeling good. You're like, when I get back, I'm going to order another beer and I'm going to keep this baby going. I live for the moment when, like, when everything aligns and the night has begun because you're going all the way. Can I just real, real quick, Tyler? I just got goosebumps. Um, it's like a run through a wall speech. Yes, I, I am so like, I want to feel that so bad. I want to hit that point I, where it's like, let's but go. You can't boys. when you're at home. <laughs> I you know. can't get that feeling. I there's, know. No, there's no music playing on the <sighs> jukebox. There's no uh, ambient bar noises in the background. There's no bartender that's maybe egging you on a little bit. Yeah. It's it, just there's not the there's same. none of that, you know? Instead, <sighs> you got your girlfriend or wife telling you you need to stop drinking so much, and that just kills the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goosebumps so sorry tyler so no i was just so, gonna add on to it like even if you have responsibilities the next day once you hit that point they are forgotten about you are carefree yeah, they're done yep you, you're not worried about work tomorrow because you're living in the moment yes 100 there's the the repercussions of tomorrow do not matter right there are there are no repercussions at that point nope nope i like that i all right, Ryan, what's your number two? Um, number <laughs> two, on top of just uh, having a nice uh, ice-cold beer at the bar, is I really miss bar food. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's a great one. Yeah, because yeah, so, like, you can still technically get it, but it's different. It's just different, man. It's and not like, the same. When you ask someone, uh, oh, you know, what do they got on the menu there? What do they have here? And when they just give you the generic response of, ah, I think it's mainly just bar food. I don't know about other people, but that fires me up. Right. Because yeah. I know I'm getting like some, I'm getting some heavily battered fries with like a nice fat burger. The crinkle fries, dude. Oh, oh man. Oh gosh. Um, fried pickles? Fried yep. pickles. Oh my gosh. So on top of how good the beer tastes at a bar, the bar food kind of just, that, that's my moment where I'm just like, let's, let's set a good base. Um, let's have some good kind of like drunken food. And uh, and let's let's hit that that fulcrum miles. Let's hit that the middle point where we're like, we're all in, baby. <laughs> lean lean it to the right way. Yep, that's my I number love two. That. All right, Tyler, what's your number two? So this is kind of a generic one, but I I am going to one bar in my mind, and I'm just thinking of that. There are certain people that you don't see anywhere else in the whole world, and I miss those people. This feeds into my number two, so go first, Tyler. Yeah, I just like I go right ahead to my mind to this guy named Rick, who's at my go-to small town bar, and I have never seen Rick anywhere else in my whole life. And he's always got a a story or two to tell. He'll always buy you a beer. He's a good dude, and I, I I don't know if I wish I knew him outside of the bar because we got a good thing going, and I don't want to ruin it, you know. But I just miss yeah. the people, oh. like the bartenders, like we'd mentioned with the Bush shirts. But just the people that you only see at the bar. Yeah, I have a buddy that I kind of grew up as friends. We would see each other around the lakes area growing up. But I never, ever hang out with him throughout the year. 
but about two to three times a year, I will see him at the bar. And when we see each other, we'll hang out and we'll vibe and we'll drink together all night, have a great time. Like we've been friends since we were little and hung out every single day. <laughs> yep. And then when the night's over and we part ways, I won't see him for another four months. <laughs> Every once in a while, we may exchange a Snapchat back and forth of something stupid or whatnot. But other than that, I only see him at the bar. And so I'm with you. I like that. It's that special group of people um, that you just can't, you can't vibe with outside of that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So I get it. I like that, Tyler. All right. So my, my number two here is a little bit like what Tyler's saying. But let's say you go to the bar with group of friends A. And you have some other friends that are, we're going to call them group of friends B. And everyone ends up at the same bar. You have to do a little bit of floating back and forth, talking to both groups, you know, representing. There is nothing better than when group A joins group B and they just mesh together and they all become friends. So then you don't have to do the back and forth and your squads unite and become one squad together. Yes. It doesn't happen very often. No. That's very rare. But if you can get squads to unite, it's one of the best things ever because then you're having double the fun with double the friends and double the intoxication. It's yeah, my- the no-hitter of bar life. Yeah. yeah 100%. I also feel like it's, that leads into your number three miles of like, but that's, but hold on, hold on to that. No, hit, yeah, yeah. no hitter thing. Ryan, you're a baseball guy. What's the number one rule of a no hitter? You never speak about it. Don't talk about the no hitter. You, <laughs> while this is going on, you just have to observe it and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. But if you started pointing that out, everyone's going to be like, dude, what? Now you're making it weird. Yeah. Just quit doing that. You don't talk about the two squads uniting. You just let it happen. And then the teeter-totter gets even heavier. And if it leans the right way, then it's boom, baby. That, then it the becomes like, it basically becomes like a uh, water slide all the way down yes. into the pool. Yep. Yep. I like I that one. I'm fired up right now. <laughs> all right, Ryan. <laughs> no matter how this goes down, let's go to the bar. Oh, wait. We, we can't. can't. Yeah, this sucks. Great topic, Tyler. Tyler, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I I wanted this to be positive. Now I'm super sad. Now I'm super sad, dude. Um, We have a lot of stuff to look. A lot of stuff to look forward to, though. Um, That'll lead me into my number one. My number one favorite thing, uh, or thing that I miss the most about going to the bar, is when you get a group chat going. All your good buddies, maybe some of your bar buddies, on like a Wednesday, Thursday, everyone clears off. A Sunday afternoon for the rest of the day. Ooh. No obligations, no nothing. You meet up at your favorite spot. You throw on, uh, you know, you got the sports games on. You, everyone's drinking. The teeter-totters lean the right way. When you can get a group of guys together planned out ahead to watch sports and drink a lot of beer, that is one of my favorite things in the whole entire world, watching sports with the boys and drinking a lot of beer. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where it is a little bit different when it is, um, it's a little bit different. Like, let's say you block off a, a, a like an afternoon versus just deciding to go out at night. Yeah. It's definitely a different scenario than 
you know, everyone going out that evening yep. because it takes a little bit more planning. It takes a little bit more sacrifice from the boys to get everyone there. But that's also like what makes it special. Absolutely. And then you have like that second crew of guys where like, ah, oh, man, I'm sorry, I can't make it in the afternoon. But you got the second group of people who are going to meet up with you in the evening like you had just touched on. Um, and then it's just. But if you're doing it right, you can get that first group of people to have the moment, go the whole night. Then you join the squads yes. together and it's uh-huh. the best. Sporting events, I miss them. I miss the small town bar life. That's my number one. Tyler, what's your number one? My number one is random bar activities. Whether that is pointless gambling, like pull tabs, pig wheel, those kind of things. Like yes. you, some bars have hammer schlagen. Just I love the random bar activities. Like even the classics, darts and pool. That centers around the drinking, centers around the fun, and brings everybody together. I love it. So I would agree with you 95% of that. The 5% I don't agree with is the last thing you said was brings everybody together. I only like the games that bring everyone together. I can't tell you how many buddies I've lost to going <laughs> to the blackjack table. Yep. I suppose that you don't see again the rest of the night and then it kills that camaraderie. So I'm on board with the games as long as it can keep everyone cohesive because I'm a big time. Let's be together and uh, make this fun. So you're right. Pull tabs, maybe getting a bunch of buddies to play hammer schlagen. Yep. Maybe get a bags tournament going. I'm with you, but it's when you get the, uh, the blackjack, the pig wheel can be a group activity, but it, you start going down that road and it's definitely like, oh, well, there goes Ryan. He went to the blackjack table. I guess I'll see him, when see you him find next those weekend. When friends are getting mad, that might be a good time to trim the fat on your group because you don't want someone Ooh. who's going to get mad every time you go to the bar and do activities. Yeah, that's true, but... It also provides a lot of entertainment when one of the guys gets too mad. Yeah. Yeah. Because what it's one of those situations like, what are you going to talk about then if he doesn't get mad? <laughs> I do think, however, though, that pull tabs is a very, that's a very group oriented game that you can all play together. Uh, hey, you want to throw another twenty in? Hey, you want to throw another twenty in over here? You get like oh. You- and nothing brings a group together more, Ryan, than Wait, everyone complaining. No, when oh. everyone, uh, not hitting it, not complaining. Yeah. People love complaining about pull tabs even more than they like winning pull tabs. Yeah, and there's always the one guy in the group who, well, if you get a winner, he's always the guy to bring it back up. He's always the guy to take that hundred dollars to the pull tab machine. You get you get your pull tabs. You bring them back. There's always like that enforcer kind of. Um, yep. I, w- I would think that I I am kind of that guy. I like to be active back and forth. You're the yeah, goer I feel of that, the Ryan. group. Yeah. Yeah. Just next time you guys are with a group of people and someone gets pull tabs, just listen to see how much more people <laughs> love it. Love complaining that they never win. It's it's always the line. I don't even know why I keep buying these. Yeah. I never win. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. I'll do 20 more. All right, Miles. Halftime's over. You gave us goosebumps. We came out third and fourth quarter. We got the job done. Post-game speech, what's your number one? I didn't even realize that a lot of these 
a lot my three kind of go in chronological order okay um so we've had the moment where you're deciding to go all in on the night you got the moment where your squad combines it's almost like a uh once in a blue moon type situation this happens a lot more but you're past the moment you're now heavily intoxicated (laughs) not too much to where you're sloppy you're just but you're like you're floating on a cloud a little yep. bit. Conversations going good, and a song that you absolutely love comes on the radio, the jukebox, oh, the touch tunes. It's game over. That's <laughs> one of my favorite things ever. But you got to be intoxicated enough to where if you are singing this song super loud. You don't care that maybe people are giving you one of those. Yep. You're just singing along with this song. You get a few buddies to sing along with you. It's just, there's not, I, I don't think that there's a better moment. And it amplifies when there's a live band and they start playing a song that you love. So what's that song for you? Um, it can be anything. It's mostly stuff, though, that is, you know, your classic, like, 2000s country um i think that anything that gets played by blink 182 believe it or not it's kind of cliche yep just gets the crowd going um for me that does it for me i i loved blink 182 in the 2000s and so um whether that's cliche or not i i love them and so anytime a band starts playing any of their songs um i think that most people get pretty amped up about um, your classic bar country songs. It's five o'clock somewhere. Country um, roads. Yep. Country roads. Um, what is the uh, uh, Garth Brooks? Um, friends in low places. Friends in low places. I mean, Boom. that is, I mean, all of those songs, those come on and everyone knows the words and everyone can sing along. When that happens, it's just, it's an, it's a, uh, I think they say euphoric. It's an it's a yes. euphoric uh, experience, and so that's uh, my three. Get into that moment where there's no turning back, but it's a choice. I have so, one song squ- that I think of yeah, when ahead. you're talking about this, and I, I have actual goosebumps right now. My favorite song of all time, that's tripled when you're at a bar. It's a great day to be alive by Travis Tritt. It's a great. Day to be alive. It's, it's good. It's a little too slow for my. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I love that song. I think you're right, but it's not my number one. So. Well, now, now I'm rethinking. You, you're, <laughs> that's my whole. That song was my whole life, and now just my boss hates it. So now I'm sad. <laughs> Tyler, we're gonna play this well, after that. We're okay. gonna play friends. Well, yeah. Well, maybe Tyler, you need to have a better. Uh, uh, self-esteem and not have your entire opinion based off of what I think, Tyler. <laughs> I, I don't. I just don't know. My whole life has been shattered here. I I went to oh Travis Tritt and almost just because I said that that, that wasn't song. my. Just because I said that wasn't my number one song at a bar. <laughs> I just. I, just I, I said it, it was good and I and I like it. It's, that, I just. That would be some yeah. unbelievable telepathy if that was Miles's favorite number one bar song to rally on <laughs> so that it was a, that was a though, shot in the so dark we don't have to Very worry sh- about that shot in the dark. can i give an honor, honorable mention real quick yeah go ahead ryan uh 
picture this nice spring, late, late, late spring, early summer night. Uh, it's like 65, 70 degrees at, you know, say 10, 11 at night. Um, you get a fresh one, you walk outside and I, I, I don't smoke, but I always think it's interesting when you got the group of people smoking outside and you can just spark up random conversation with them, just like you guys are buddy, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's the same reason why you go up to someone who's drinking a beer and you can talk to anyone. It's, and especially if you can ask, if you have your own cigarettes and you ask for a light, <laughs> if another person lights your cigarette, you're going to have the, a great conversation. hundred percent. Nothing. It's like my grandma who loves golf basically acts that if you meet anyone on a golf course, there's no way that they could be a bad person because they're a golfer. Yep. It's if someone else lights your cigarettes, there's no way they're going to be mean to you. There's no way that they're going to do you ill because they lit your cigarette, man. That's deep. So yeah, I, I, I like our list. I think it was, uh, I think it, I think this was one of our better, uh, three things and i think it actually the reason why is because it just shows how much we actually do miss going to the bar yep and it just had a lot more emotion behind it and so um i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna shed a, a sad tear in one eye and a happy tear in the other because i know that bar season's coming again soon but also sad because i can't go to the bar right now <laughs> and so um, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll uh, do one more segment and finish up the podcast. All right, guys. It has <sighs> been. I knew that was going to happen. Is that a Miles, bottle? We're keeping it classy at the bunker. What, what has happened? We're spending money on bottles now. Oh, wow. I'm gone so, for three weeks and you guys start blowing money on bottles at the bunker? No, the bottle. Uh, remember, we. we we sent a bottle to you in California. Oh, okay. You were gonna okay. <laughs> we won't right, get into that. Right. It's a different right. video. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Um Well now I gotta remember because Ryan threw me off. You actually got me, Ryan. Miles, you've been getting outside a little bit more uh during oh, yeah. quarantine. So guys, okay. I went on a walk yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that big of a fitness enthusiast. You know that if I am going on a walk shit is uh, all shit's broken loose it is yeah i am a notorious anti-hiker i am a notorious uh just unneeded physical activity but <clears throat> i took a walk the other day yeah, I, we talked uh, about that on the uh well you guys talked about it on the vacation podcast where like if there's a hike planned for a 8 a.m 9 a.m slot the next morning you're not going do not sign me up. <laughs> Most people would go, sign me up. Do not sign me up. Don't even think about writing my name down for that. But um, in a less extreme way, Miles has finally signed his name on the dotted line. No, no. So if I'm, I'm more of a flat hiker. Yes. AKA okay. walking. I can handle walking. So I went on for a walk the other day and I actually am on a... I'm in an apartment, so I got a balcony, so I'm a little elevated up. So you kind of get to see in this one little corner here all of the people that have been walking. Okay. I haven't seen this many people out walking and being active since the Pokemon Go phase hit the world. <laughs> Great analogy by you. What a different time. That was the 
the yeah. happiest time in the world. And now people are walking for a very Dude, different reason. But were you really that happy when you were playing Pokemon Go? <laughs> Be honest. Because hey, yeah. I don't I don't think I was. I'm I never a, played. I'm a pretty non-closeted Pokemon fan. Loved you it. Are, you are? Yeah. See, I was not like humongous Pokemon fan, so the doing that, you know, it was a small blip on my radar and I didn't like I just like it wasn't that happy when I was doing it. I was I tried, all in. Yeah. So <clears throat> I just it's been crazy. I, I actually saw I, I walked by an apartment with a garage door up and there was this this guy and gal and the guy was drinking a bush light and he gave me one he he, he did the old uh, beer raise as I walked by. Oh, Didn't yeah. say anything. Yep, just uh, just a, a a quick toast to me as I walked by, and then the other girl was like swinging a softball bat, and so she was just get <laughs> she was just getting cuts in just to stay uh, loose, just in case that she can play this summer or something. She was getting her hacks in. <laughs> yeah, she was literally getting some hacks in in the parking lot, just mental reps. Um, Dry up hacks. And down. Dry hacks is what yeah. we used to call those. But I just like I find it funny that. Well, like, everyone now is just avid walkers. Yeah. In my neighborhood, I would see a lot. There's a lot of small families. So you'd see a lot of mom, dad, dog, kid. But now, there's so many just lone walkers. And I don't know. Is that I'm weird to go for a walk, walk by yourself? I'm literally watching a guy right now in a pair of jeans and a yellow windbreaker with some dad shoes on walking by himself. I'm, my guess is that guy has just, he's just sick of Nancy. He's like, <laughs> the <cl> Nance, <laughs> Nancy, I am out of here. I cannot deal with your shit anymore. I need to go for a walk. And he's even walking a little bit defeated as well. So I imagine that's what happened to that guy. But Maybe uh, Nance say, kicked Ryan? him out. Well, also the fact that he's wearing jeans says to me that he probably got up very abruptly, yep. went out for a walk, didn't bother to put sweats on. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I just thought of something. Keep going. Hurry up. I got to say it. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. um, also, apparently domestic abuse is on the, on the up and up. <laughs> just... <laughs> Just in my just, apartment building the other day, they, the cops showed up and there was a domestic dispute they had to make sure was all good to go. Um, Tony, but, Tony, just go for a walk, man. Just go for a walk. Yeah, but if you look at the statistics, apparently like other crime has gone down, but domestic abuse has just shot through the roof. Um, what about so, Ryan talking about sweatpants triggered this thought? Um, I was just thinking about something else. I don't know. I wasn't really listening to what Ryan he wasn't was listening to what yeah honest. yeah I mean it uh, yeah it's it is what it is. If I <laughs> sat and listened to Ryan twenty four seven, we'd never get anything done. So you'd um, probably come out with a a breath of knowledge. Uh, if we just sat and listened to Ryan all day, all we would talk about is t shirt cottons <laughs> and uh, home gyms temp temperatures of heat presses is all we would talk about ever. So thank God yeah. I wasn't listening to him. Yeah, three fifty for six. So, uh, have you guys been experiencing any domestic abuse in your household? Um, not physical. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I have a lot wow. of chores. Okay, be careful. You don't want to incriminate your significant other here. 
No, just uh, my my to do list has quadrupled. Even though I'm working from home, you're not. You're she not thinks working. I'm just home. No, I know. You're not though. Yeah, you're home to work uh, right. on the house. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the nursery is now my office, and that needs to be known. But so yeah. before we we just glaze over domestic abuse here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put this on the record, though, that I do not condone domestic abuse. <laughs> yep. Um, and if you are feeling as if you are in a domestic abuse situation, just go for a walk. And that's that's what we're trying to do. Just go for a walk. Get Whether out of there. Yep. Cool off. Jeans, um, sweats, shorts. Yep. Just go. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that I was not condoning domestic abuse or making it a joke. Would Just, you condone walking during the quarantine though? Was it a good was it a breath of fresh air? Oh, I absolutely would suggest walking. Okay, because I have yet to lot. be on a walk. I have yet to be on a walk during right. quarantine. Well, so you've been able to get out more than I have. I've been stuck in yeah. this place only for twelve days now, so you go a little <laughs> stir crazy and actually that guy walking in his jeans starting to look pretty good right now by himself. Of just getting out of here, maybe throwing some headphones in and just taking a lap around the block is kind of what I'm thinking maybe. But uh, yeah, Miles is gonna be that employee when he gets back to the bunker where like uh, noon hits and he's yep. gonna be like, All right, I'm just gonna go take a quick walk, quick lunch break walk. I don't it, think I will ever be that person ever, Ryan. <laughs> it snows outside. He's just walking laps in the bunker. <laughs> Guys, I promise uh, it's it's really good for you. <laughs> Well, first of all, I would have to take lunch if that was the case. So Yeah, which um, you don't, so Yeah, well that's what it's gonna take to keep this company afloat, especially with you guys buying bottles to drink out of at the bunker. So <laughs> um, Yep, and you know whose card that didn't go on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well let's wrap this thing up. Um guys I think that you both should try taking a walk with your significant other. Maybe uh, get some alone time. Um, Tyler, make sure you don't leave the baby at home. Bring the baby with if you're going to go on a walk together. Um, so, he can't even walk. Why would I bring him? Yeah, you have to carry him. That's <laughs> he can the thing. St- he can stroll. If you- nah, he'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, I think that we should wrap this up. Um I I feel good about this podcast, guys. I think that we're starting to get the hang of this Zoom thing. I think uh, it's dangerous, too, because if we get the hang of this too much, then I don't ever, ever have to see you guys again. So We're never going to see um, him again. So, Day Ryan, 12. Why don't you <laughs> wrap it up. <sighs> guys, this, is, uh, this podcast is a turning point. You bet you we may never see Miles again. So thank you for listening into episode 60 of the You Bet Your Radio podcast. We hope you enjoyed um, our top three things that we missed the most about the bar. Uh, I got really fired up. I got some goosebumps. Miles, great halftime speech, great fourth quarter speech. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well. While you're at it, go check out OUBetcha.com. We have the Bush Beer uh, United States Bartenders Guild collaboration shirt on the site right now. $5 from us and $5 from Bush Beer is going to the US BG. That's $10 total. $10 um, to 20, total, up to $25,000. So I really want to see Miles write a $25,000 check. I think it'd go to a super good cause. Um, also, 
The shirt is sweet. So go check it out along with all of our other merchandise, ouyoubetcha.com. We appreciate you guys listening to episode 60. Soon enough, we're going to be at our small town bar and we're going to be talking about this like it's just completely in the past. We just forgot about everything that's going on right now. So I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy. And I am Miles, the you betcha guy. May your ranch always be runny. Your bush lattes forever be cold. Cheers, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah.